Welcome. Now, my name is D. Ludlow. Now, before we get into this episode, go to the description, click the link and get your M&A Mastery Toolkit. This is a free download, which gives you some of the tools and resources that you need to start your M&A journey. Don't forget, go to the description, click the link. It's a free download and enjoy the episode. So step two, we are going to look at cash flow first. Now, look, it's all great to have, say, a pot of money there. And everybody likes the thought of becoming an investor. And, you know, we've heard all the different sayings, financial freedom, passive income, financial independence, freedom of choice, etc. But, you know, there's, way, there's ways to do it. And there's things that we need to overcome to get there. I um, mean, you know, nothing's easy. OK, um, now, if you do have a pot of cash there, uh, you know, we do need to be careful and invest with caution. The reason why I say this is because we see all these different shiny objects or shiny pennies that look great because someone else has found some success in them. But we also have to be aware of, you know, our, again, back to our personal risk appetite and time horizon. Now, the reason why I say cash flow first is because income and cash flow is the most important thing over anything. You know, you can invest. Uh, a pot of money into something but then you know unless you find something like i don't know real estate or um, another asset class that you can recycle the money again there's no fast way of doing that but then it's going to be very hard to to really generate more cash flow that's why we like to focus inside this group on you know mainly buying businesses because you're buying cash flow you're buying income and then you can use that income to do other things with so let's hop back into the whiteboard so cash flow should always be at the forefront of your game plan. Now, cash flow allows you to do multiple things. So cash flow income always comes first. Now, if we have cash flow or income, then we get choice. And um, with choice, let's just put a pool of assets here rather than saying um, you know, mentioning individual assets. Now we can use our cash flow from you know our business or whatever it is we're getting our cash flow or income from we can put it into assets and if these are income producing assets then guess what they do they generate more cash flow and then with this you can continue to recycle back into assets and they'll just keep generating more cash flow each time now the reason why this is always going to be more appealing than anything else is because Let's say we have one pot. So let's say this is our pot of money and we need to make this pot make us more money, right? So let's say we invest in a house, say a buy-to-let property, okay? Now, you know, let's say we use the BRR model, which, you know, if you want to learn more about, you can go into our portal. But let's say we use the BRR model where we buy, refurbish, refinance, and pull all or most of the money out of the deal. Now, what we're gonna do is, let's say it's a typical buy-to-let property, and let's say now this property generates us, I don't know, $200 a month, okay? Now, and let's say the asset is worth, you know, let's say it's worth 100K. So our pot of money that we put into this, let's say we pulled a lot of it out. Yes, this asset is now giving us $200 a month cash flow after all expenses, but you know, for us to generate more cash flow from this asset, we either have to you know change of use and make it into you know HMO or service accommodation, or try and change the strategy um, to increase the income that that asset produces, or we're going to be stuck at around two hundred dollars until rents go up. And to generate even more income from a capital appreciation side, we need to wait over time until this asset 
goes up in value. And this is the same for stocks. Let's say you bought a stock and let's say you bought the stock, let's say again for $200, okay? We buy the stock for $200. We have to now wait until this asset appreciates and the stock goes up and that could take time. You know, we've seen the stock market move fast. We've seen it move very, very slow, but in general, it's a very slow moving market and it takes time to really benefit from capital appreciation. As they say, it's time in the markets, not trying to time the markets. And let's say, you know, to, 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 fight, to make this an income producing asset, we collect some dividends. So this asset chucks off some dividends and we get a small dividend for the stocks that we own. So this pot doesn't really get us very far. We're trying to put it into different things. Now, of course, there, there are other options. You know, we could look at, you know, we could look at Bitcoin. We could look at um, different um ways we can use DeFi to, to benefit us. Of course, risk can go up in these different asset classes, a very volatile asset class. So there's different ways we can look at building this pot and generating income from an initial pot. Whereas if we use our pot to go and buy something that is already pushing out a decent amount of cash flow, then this changes the whole game. So let's say now we buy a business here and we use our pot to buy the business and let's say this business is now throwing out i don't know 200k a year right so let's say this initial pot was let's say it's 50k we've got a 50k pot here we use that 50k pot to buy say a business which again inside the portal we can show you to use you know no money down or very close to no money down using leverage buyouts to buy businesses we have people and 5D members inside the group right now that, that haven't put any of their own money in the deal, not even to pay for legal fees, uh, any professional fee at all, actually, and walked into a business that already had a huge amount of surplus cash in the bank. But we can show you that inside the program, okay? Um, of course, there's many ways to do this as there's many moving parts. But let's say we use the 50K as the closing payment, and then we bought this business here, um, and the 50K was the closing payment. And now this is throwing out 200,000 pounds a year, okay? Of course, there's gonna be, you know, um, cost of borrowing for finance for this business. Um, again, I don't wanna go into too much detail. I just wanna use this for an example, right? So let's say this is throwing out $200,000 a year now. Now you've got so many more options to use this $200,000 and you've really leveraged the 50K that you started with, right? So usually you probably look at this and be like, well, if I can use 50K or less, to buy something that's going to generate $200,000 a year, then maybe I'll just go and buy another one of those. And maybe you go and buy another biz and then maybe another biz. And then as, as your 200, uh, 200K increases, and let's say now you've bought three, roughly the same business, and let's say that's 600K, then that's 600K. Of course, you can then put that into either maybe income producing assets to generate more cash flow or maybe you just buy more businesses, okay? Of course, there's more to this than, you know, when it gets to, you know, closing a deal and post-acquisition, of course, things can be complicated, just like everything, okay? Just like if you used to buy a property, something could pop up with a refurb. Maybe you have an issue with your general contractors or, you know, whoever's involved in the refurbishment. Maybe you buy a stock and something goes wrong. Some bad news comes out and the stock sells off. Maybe you buy a cryptocurrency uh, and it fails, right? This could happen in anything. This is when it comes all comes down to risk management 
risk appetite, time horizon. My point here is cash flow will always be king. So if you have a pot of money, try and use that pot to buy something that generates more cash flow, especially if you can, more than the pot of money you already have. So really be mindful of what asset class you're going into and what you really want to be spending your time on because in everything, there's time risk and there's capital risk, okay? And these are two things that are very important to us inside the 5D program.